The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. PlayStation. Children of all ages, PlayStation Experience proudly brings to you its end of the year, beginning of the year episode. Um, we're recording at the end of the year, but this episode will actually be out on New Year's Day. So, Happy New Year to everyone. Um, we are glad to be here. It's going to be a little bit of a different episode. We're basically not going to go into the news. We're going to take a couple of questions, and then we're going to get into our personal top fives of the year. And then roll into what we are looking forward to in 2020. So joining me, as always, is uh, Florida man himself, Mr. Delvin Cox. How are you today? Hoo-ha! Got you all in check! <laughs> I'm doing good, brother. Oh, man, that takes me back. Wow. Yes. Bust rhymes! That was, a good, that was a good callback right there, man. That's good stuff. Yeah, definitely. And also joining us, as always, way from the great right north, Miss Haley Nicole Miller. How are you today? You have failed this city. Uh, I'm doing great. I that just was a good one. Say that. I, I just wanted to say that because I know it annoys Donnie because he keeps referring to the Green Arrow as uh, Discount Robin, which makes literally no sense. But that's a different topic for another show. I'm doing all right. How are you, Dev? I'm chilling like a villain, you know, just trying to get over this this holiday bug that I got. You know, everybody's coughing and dying around the house, but the show must go on. And if anything, <clears throat> he's discount Batman. Thank you. I've mentioned that several times that he does not care. I mean, Even the voice. Swear to me. You have to know <laughs> comics to care. You have failed this city. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All I know is that he's fun to play with in, what's it called? Whoa! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's, a very fun ca- he's a very fun character to play in Injustice. Yeah, he's I very, like him. Yeah, I, he's that, very fun. That's the only character I really use in Injustice because he's kind of dope. Yeah. I usually use uh, Supergirl or Black Canary. So Black Canary is pretty dope, too. I never use Supergirl. Mm. I don't like any of the Super... Uh, Okay, Superman, okay, Super but Boy, again, Girl, just for reference, suck. I think we, I think I'm showing them my tattoo. I think we all know how biased I am. Yeah, Superman, very, very, Superman. <laughs> for those who aren't aware, since I just, you know, uh, my tattoo on my arm is literally the Superman symbol, and then uh, El Mayara, which is Kryptonian for stronger together, and was brought into canon via Supergirl because Supergirl is my absolute favorite superhero. So, I might be a little biased. <laughs> Just a little. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Just, you know, just a smidge. Just just, just a little bit. Also, Haley is drinking Hennessy right now as we record the podcast. 
Uh, last week you tried to insinuate that I was smoking cocaine or snipping cocaine or anything to do with cocaine, and now you're implying I'm drinking at 9 o'clock in the morning. I am drinking a can of Pepsi right now to get some caffeine in me. I mean, hey, if you are drinking, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's yeah. cool. No, also, just, I'm here. If you're smoking yeah. cocaine, it is not crack. It is not cocaine. <laughs> No longer cocaine in this crack officially. I uh, I think we've all established I don't do drugs because I have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) Or you do drugs badly. We are off the rails already. I mean, would it be a PlayStation experience if we weren't? Let's be real. Yes, that is true. All right. So, like I said, we're just going to mosey on into this. Let's go ahead and um, go into some of our questions. So we got a couple of uh, responses to our, our call out for, for questions. Um, I'm only going to do three of them here. Um, if you don't hear your question today, it's because it's been banked for another episode. So first, at Coach Hulk asked on Twitter, uh, Madden FIFA rock. And uh, so knowing this, why is NBA 2K's franchise mode so far behind them? Well, as someone who doesn't play NBA 2K or FIFA or really even Madden, I'm not going to answer this question. I'm going to let Delvin take it because I believe he plays NBA 2K from time to time. I play NBA 2K and, play, and I play at Madden, so I can probably answer this one good. Madden story mode is fantastic. And I think the reason why is because they focus on one similar, simple aspect of it. They give you like this one player, you're kind of building up his career and stuff like that, and they give you this cool story behind it. And NBA 2K kind of does the generic thing where you kind of Oh, you have a franchise, you kind of do things, but nothing really happens in the franchise. And that's another story entirely of its own, how NBA 2K has kind of been stagnant for a long time and kind of resting on its laurels. And I really want live to come up to the point where they can be a serious contender to 2K because 2K has been slipping with all these bugs and glitches it's been having lately and the overcomplication of the game. It's almost becoming a point where it's not fun anymore. Hey, Delvin, what about that giant slot machine literally in NBA 2K20? Oh, yeah. This is it's just some BS. Like, NBA 2K yeah. is becoming a money grab, and it's not funny like it used to be. Wow. Uh, I mean, I don't really play NBA 2K that often. I will say, though, like, the their, their story mode is obviously leagues behind Madden or FIFA. Um, I don't play Madden, sorry coach, um, but I have played a little bit of the, the newer FIFA story modes where it's like the three players, like the, the girl, the guy, and the other dude, um, all stories intertwining. Um, I will say though that NBA Live is one step ahead of 2K in one aspect. Uh, you can play as the WNBA, whereas 2K is just like, yeah, you can go kick rocks with that one. Um. Uh, I think it's time to step into the light there because FIFA lets you play as the women's teams, which are arguably better than the men's teams. Uh, I don't know of a women's football league, like, and I mean American football, not soccer. Um, you know, uh, I don't really know of a women's football league, but, you know, if there was, I'm sure Madden would have to step forward and let that happen as well. Uh, the only thing I can really think that would make 2K a better, you know, like bring them forward to men's level is a remove the freaking slot machine that's literally in the game um and also i don't know 
hire competent story writers? I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know how, where you can go with basketball besides, hey, let's not have our players do drugs. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I don't know if that would tie into the storyline or anything or the franchise mode, but yeah, sure. Um, I liked NBA Live's franchise mode, like the, the the one mode. I thought that was dope. I wish they would release a game this year, but um, that's probably not going to happen. I feel like they've tabled live yet again for several years. Um, oh, did, did did you not see the announcement that they, they were actually working on one this oh, year yeah. and then they canceled oh, yeah. it? Oh, yeah. I don't know if they ever really officially canceled it. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh no, they did. They came out and said like, "Yo, NBA is canceled over over a um one of their conference calls." Well, I have a theory about that, by the way. Oh, I think they're just holding it for next gen, and they're gonna make it really good for next gen. Since it comes to like, I hope so. Since next gen starts kind of around that similar time when these consoles are supposed to be dropping, I'm just I think they're gonna make a really good version of live for next gen. I mean, I hope so, but the funny thing is, whenever you have the new gen of consoles, um, the sports games always kind of suck that first go-around, but maybe this will be different because it's not necessarily new architecture that they have to learn. It's basically still the same kind of x86 architecture, but just more power. So hopefully we'll actually get better games at launch this gen than we have in previous gens. And I would love to have a revamped NBA Live with a really nice the one mode because I really enjoyed that when I played it. Um, being able to go have like the street ball aspect as well as the NBA aspect. I think that brought a lot to it. But neither of that is the franchise mode, you know. Franchise mode is where you take a team for years upon years on end and try to build them into something. And I don't think any game has really done that as well as Madden has. I have friends who play in... <clears throat> who will do a a a Madden franchise like together, and they will play that mess for years, where you know Coach Mo will have his Bears winning multiple championships down the road, um, and I think that they just do a really good job of 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 doing that. I think Madden has always been that franchise game where I don't think any other sports game like history wise has really done a whole lot with their franchise modes in terms of the way Madden has. I know NHL does a decent one, but yeah, Madden is, from what I hear, like, leaks better in terms of that. Like, I, I'm, my experience with the NHL games is limited because once they change the control, the control schemes from, like, 2004 on, I was not good. And then I took, like, 10 years off, and I really only started with the NHL 18. So, again, mm, not really a, a sporty person, so, like, my experience is limited, but, like, yeah. Yeah. Madden is leagues ahead and uh I'm sure coach will be upset that I don't play Madden. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Good question, coach. Thanks for the question, coach. Our next question comes in from Chaffee. He says, uh will any of you be ordering or pre-ordering a PS5 as soon as the opportunity arises? Yes. I definitely will. Yeah, same here. I'm going to be there day one. PS5, well, PS4. Well, all the PlayStation systems, for that matter, are my console of choice to play with. So um, I generally always get those no matter what the price is when they come out. I kind of wait a couple of months down the line for Xbox. I can wait almost as much as a year for get an Xbox newer system. Unless something happens where I can get it quickly and fast and not worry about it. Like, that's one of the reasons why I like GameStop is because you can... 
put a like put some money down on it and keep pay, paying for it till it comes out. So that kind of always gives me an advantage in getting systems. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the only thing you need to do to pre-order the console is pay fifty bucks here at EB because um, anything over a hundred dollars, if you're pre-ordering it, you have to put fifty dollars down. Whereas opposed to like if it's just a regular game, it's like five bucks. So I mean, you know, just put fifty bucks down the day that pre-orders go live, and then just keep paying it off as I get paid yeah. and then you know day of release pick it up bring it home yep gamestop works so. the same way out here drop the 50 and then you can pay it off over time whereas at best buy like you put down i think they make you put down 100 but then you can't constantly go in there and just pay it off you gotta just kind of hold on to it till it drops so i do like the option that gamestop gives you to just continually pay it off which is nice for those who aren't very good at saving um but yeah i definitely will be there day one i was day one on ps4 I was, Dev, you didn't have you didn't have to call me out like that. <laughs> you, you didn't have to call me out like that at all. Sometimes you get that money and it burns a hole in your pocket. You know, you got to go spend it. There's things that need to be bought. You know, here come that Christmas spending. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, um, that's one of the aspects of when GameStop actually does go away that people are gonna really like miss that whole fast aspect of like because kids that was kids' whole thing to get in systems. Like when I was younger. We know, okay, the new PS2 is coming out. Let me trade in some games and then just keep putting money on it till I have it paid off. That was how I got a console. And once GameStop goes away, a lot of kids aren't going to be able to get consoles that way. You can't go into Walmart and stuff and do that. You better put your money under your mattress and call it a day. Get that shoebox, yeah. throw that cash in there every time you get a chance, and then just walk in. I just bought this PS5 cash. Just put it down. Like, hey, let's go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But yeah. um, yeah, definitely we're all pre-ordering. I put myself on that little notification list for for the PlayStation from uh Best Buy. So uh, yeah, just I'm I'm ready. I'm excited. Me too, definitely. All right, and then our last question for this episode comes from um Be Bad Pod. They ask, "What are the best games out there to play with children or adults who are not very skilled or good at video games and have tiny thumbs?" Me, I'm I have talking a funny about thing. myself. PS4, thank you. I have a funny th- comment about this. Mm-hmm. She DM'd me earlier mm-hmm. about our previous one of our previous episodes, mm-hmm. and she her response was, "I just got this game you might know called Knack Two, just and yet. I'm having a blast with it." <laughs> so this answers the question we had about who's playing Knack. People like this. Wow. Uh, I, I I'm gonna say the Lego games are always a good choice. Yeah, they're uh, they're a good choice. Uh, Jackbox is probably good, but you need a couple people for that. Um, I don't know. A lot of games are like kind of developed now for like the and since this is not a, a video podcast, I am putting my fingers in quotation marks Air here. Quotes. The hardcore audience now is usually what they're um developed for and not like the casual gamer who maybe plays like four or five games a year and probably call of duty um which that's not a knock on call of duty like that's literally like usually the casual gamer picks up a couple games through the year and then call of duty and that that's that's it they call it a year um i don't really know besides lego um i don't know if you're very into story games the quantic dream games might be good as well like uh Beyond Two Souls, Heavy Rain, those are, Detroit. Those are for like, kids. 
<laughs> well, no, but they asked for adults with very tiny thumbs, according to the questions, yeah. so they may enjoy those. For the kids, go with Lego, you know. Um, Crash Team Racing. Yeah. Are you... I, I'm sorry, have you played Crash Team Racing, like the new one? Because that's a very hard game. But it's a fun game if you're playing with your kids. Yeah. It's I mean, not fair. No, if you're fair. Just to jump into, yeah, I would definitely say Lego games, Crash Team Racing, um, the Ratchet and Clank game. Uh, there's also a Hori gamepad that's meant for children or people with tiny hands. Instead of it being yes. like the full size PlayStation controller, it's more shaped like the size of a a regular NES controller with the thumbsticks in the middle. So it's a much smaller controller, a lot easier to get tiny hands or tiny thumbs around. Um, so I would definitely recommend that. But yeah, the Lego games are always a, a perfect choice for kids. Um, just Dance is always a good one for kids. My kids love to play Just Dance. Uh, Minecraft is another one. Um, what else? Is there any other exclusives on PS4 that would be well, good for kids? Since you said it. Ooh, ooh, actually, that just made me think Ratchet and Clank. I guess yeah, he, it said that. But oh, since okay, you said well. it, I'm going to say something to make, to make Cold Talk really proud right now. If you can find it, get Minecraft Story Mode. Yeah. Absolutely. Simple, fun game to play with a great story to it that kids will love to watch, and you will probably find the story highly entertaining. That is definitely a good call. All right. Well, that will do it for our questions. So, for this week, we are going to talk about our top five games of the year, and then we're going to roll into what we are looking forward to from Sony and PlayStation in 2020. So to kick it off, we'll go with our number five game of the year. Uh, for me, number five was actually Anthem. I didn't play a ton of new games this year. Um, I really enjoyed what I played of Anthem. It definitely uh, kind of stumbled out the gate. It's still stumbling. It's having all kind of issues, player base dying off. But the initial, what was there was fun. The world that BioWare tried to build was great, but it you know ultimately... Um, fell prey to EA and it's a loot box. We want to cash in on this whole looter shooter mentality thing when it really would have been better served as just a single player game. Just a single player Bioware Mass Effect Dragon Age type of game um, set in the world that they created for Anthem. That would have been probably a much better game and more along the lines of what Bioware is really good at making. But the gameplay for, for Anthem was a lot of fun. Being able to jump around and fly around in that mech was awesome. Like They totally nailed the traversal in that game. The combat was also a lot of fun. Building out you know, your, your, your suit and everything and adding all the abilities and being able to customize it was a lot of fun. Um, I know Coach Mo actually has been playing it pretty, pretty tough. He uh, went ahead and got himself like all legendaried out and everything. Made it to the top 100 uh, rankings, I believe, before the season ended or whatnot. But I had a lot of fun with that game, you know. And I hope that they either can right the ship and give us something better and have a rebirth kind of the way Destiny was able to do. Or that if they do create an Anthem 2, they, they take all the, the feedback and just create something that, you know, is great that, you know, everybody was expecting from Anthem. But that is my number five game of the year. What about you, Devin? What's number five for you? My number five game, which is going to surprise everybody, is not on PlayStation at all. 
Gears Five. Gears Five. Oh, look at that! Look at that! It was a fantastic way to kind of like I want to say Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Gears, in terms of giving you this whole new cast, well, four started it, but four kind of was had mixed reviews and things. Well, it was while it was still a great Gears game, people kind of was like, huh, we don't know if we're feeling this Marcus's son as much. Gears 5 kind of just changes the whole narrative of it. It gives you this whole different story with all these, with these new, with these younger characters and this younger cast, and it kind of feels like the next evolution of Gears, and it's such a great story. And I love it so much. And I think the the big surprise twist in the game is awesome and heartbreaking at the same time. I just want to say I know what you're talking about. I haven't finished yet, finished it yet. But uh, we're not going to spoil that here because uh, that is a thing that you should experience for yourself. Yes, exactly. And I feel like in a year where I don't think we got a lot of Xbox games that people were hooping and hollering about Gears is one of those games that people should be playing or should have played this year. Yeah, I played like the first 10, 15 minutes of it and just never got back to it, but it is downloaded on my PC. Just waiting for me to get back to it. All right, Haley, what about you? Number five. Days Gone. Um, I I really enjoyed this game. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be like top tier. Um, I just knew going into it that it had Sam Witwer in it. Uh, love him. One of my favorite actors to, uh, watch or hear, uh, depending on like, you you know, what, what he's in. Um, now this game got critically panned, which, you know, it's not perfect. There are a lot of things wrong with it that I think could be fixed in a sequel. Um, but the story, as soon as it gets going which takes about an hour or two, it it goes, um, and it goes hard. Um, now, there are a couple points in the story where, like, there's a music choice that doesn't fit. There's, like, a, a scene maybe an hour and a half after, like, the story gets going where you're, like, going to another section of the map and music is playing. It's like, this doesn't feel earned. But after that, I don't really have a problem with the story at all. Um, you know, the... The introduction of different types of infected as the story moves along are great. Um, they're done at a well-timed pace. I wouldn't say that there's enough enemy variation. Like, they're essentially all the same enemy. Just, hey, this one's bigger than the other. Or this one can run really fast and grab you. Um, but in a sequel, they could potentially do more with it. I just think that the world is done really well. Um... For those who don't know, um, I'm assuming a lot of people do, but just in case, um, essentially the way that the the world was designed is that you can't just go straight down a road because they've like either broken the street in half, like literally like a giant crevice in between the road, or there's down trees or cars in the way or this or that. So it's designed for you to have to go off road here and then back onto like a regular like paved road. Um, it's it's designed so perfectly that when you end up, you know, hitting a tree because you weren't, you know, stopping or breaking at the perfect time, you get up and you go, well, that was a really poor choice on my part. Um, I just think the world is designed in such a way that uh, seeing where they go with a sequel will be fantastic. Also, um, I'm not going to spoil it here. Um, I know the game has been out since May, but when you finish the game, there is a 
Uh, I don't want to call it post-credit scene because it doesn't happen after the credits. Essentially, you'll go back to like, hey, you're playing the game, and then you'll get a call to meet a character that you meet within the story, and it drops a bomb on you like God of War did at the end when you go back to the house. Um, I seriously cannot wait to see what Ben does with the sequel, which they are most likely developing now. So, Excellent, excellent. I will say this. Days Gone was my number four, but so will be different. I'm changing my number four. No, 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 no. You don't get to tell. Nah. It's, if it's your no. four, it's your four, you know? No, because I want to I wanna add in games that... some Because somebody people might use this list as a list of people, a game they want to try. You got to add it as an honorable mention then. So I'll add Days Gone as my honorable mention, and I'll put in a different number four. All right, go for it. Number four. Okay, my number four will be the Blood Witch game. Interesting. I think it's it's a fun, mystery, unique game to play. That's weird. And it kind of it's different than everything that's out this that's right now. It's so different and so unique. And I think it's awesome that we got so used to getting licensed games that are not good. Right. And to get one based off a property that's kind of old now, that's actually pretty good, it's impressive. I like the story. I like the way they go. And it's, it's cheap. It's like 20 bucks, I think, right now. And I like the fact that it's creepy. It gives you this eerie, sort of scary vibe to it that you don't get from games anymore. Like, for example, Resident Evil 2, it's a fun, awesome game. And there's elements of it that's scary. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't, all, I wouldn't completely call it a scary game. There was something really eerie and off-putting about walking around in a forest for an hour or so looking for a child. I was about to make a joke, but it would probably be in poor taste, so I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> well, this is, what, this is what we're known for. We are okay. PSVG's okay. Poor I'll, Taste I'll make the Podcast. Joke. That's called being a woman and walking down the street alone at night. Uh, okay, that's a good point. That, so Blair Witch is... Woman, Woman Simulator, Simulator 20, 2019. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. But, yeah, Blair, what's your number four? Awesome. I was not, I would not have expected that. Uh, my number four is actually Death Stranding. I have had a lot of fun with this game, the little bit that I have time that I've had to put into it. Um, I just love the way the world is created. I love just the ambiance, the, the movement, the traversal, the sound the animation um it's just a fun world to be in even though you know there's not a there's, you're not doing a whole lot you're literally just like a delivery boy you know it it it's fun like it's just a nice game to get into it's rather relaxing honestly to play through um being able to reconnect the world and build everything is actually really fun uh it's just it wasn't anything that i expected i didn't know what the heck was going to happen going into this game but what I've played of it, I've really enjoyed. It's one of those games that you just kind of constantly want to go back to and eventually get to the end of. But it is, it's just different. It's some crazy-ass Kojima stuff. Um, nonsensical story that if you pay enough attention, it makes it makes sense in its own right. Um, and I like the story that he's trying to tell. And just the world is so beautifully designed. It is it is an amazing thing to look at if you've got a PS4 Pro and you can actually get 4K and just oh man, the game is is it's gorgeous. It's it's truly truly gorgeous. Um, so that's my number four. Haley, 
Hold on, before you go, Haley. Yeah. I knew this was going to happen. This is why I changed my number four. I'm not ch- Death Strand's on my list. I'm not going to say where yet. But I'll leave it at that. <laughs> it's okay to have overlap. It's fine. It's fine. Resident Evil 2. Um, this was really my first foray into the Resident Evil series as, like, you know, something that I enjoyed. Um, I tried them back when they were, you know, on the PS2 or whatnot. Uh, I never really got into them. Um, and then for, you know, those who are fans of What's Good Games, no, Miss Brittany Brombacher is very, um, into Resident Evil, um, a lot, and constantly tries to get the other hosts into it. Um, <clears throat> but after hearing her talk about it so much and knowing that this was coming out, I decided to give it a shot, and I really enjoyed it. Um, the way the map is designed is, uh, is actually perfect because I remember in the original Resident Evil 2, um, <clears throat> there's no staircase in the police station, so you constantly have one way to the upper level of the police station once you get the ladder down um, in the original. Whereas here, you've got the staircase at the start. Now, that's not the only difference. Um, They made Mr. X a more present foe from the original. Um, In the original, he's there for like two seconds in your way, and then you don't see him again, really. Um, And then here... From a certain point onwards, which, again, we're not going to spoil things here. Um, Although I'm sure you've probably seen it if you've seen coverage of the game. Um, Once you meet him for the first time, he's on you like hotcakes selling at McDonald's. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, uh, the way the stories interlap could have been done better um, as compared to the original, where they have a little bit more overlap. but. Uh, the way Leon and Claire's story interact uh, is very, very done very well, I will say. Um, personally, I enjoy Claire's story uh, more. Um, and for those who aren't aware, Claire's story is considered the canon story. Um, so that would be Claire scenario A, Leon scenario B. Um, that's considered the canon choice by the developers, um, which is how I played it originally as well. Uh, I really enjoy the interaction you have with specific characters that you only meet through Claire. Um, and it ties into future entries that should just be scrapped from the map. We will not go into that, though. Um, honestly, though, the redesign of the final area of the game was fantastic. And... Way less annoying to get to than it was in the original. (laughs) Uh, And that's pretty much all I can say without spoiling, like, big story things, which, again, I don't want to do. But I really enjoyed this, and that's why it's my number four. Nice. Ari has never been a series I've ever been able to get into. I don't know what it is, but I've not been able to to get into it. Maybe I'll try with three. Who knows? Yeah. Ari was my number three choice. Well, there you so go. Not go much to, to really say about that one because <laughs> Haley did a great job in describing how the game filled the, the tension. It's just an improvement on in every sort of way on two, the original version of it. And I feel like 
when we think of it, Resident Evil 2 remake plays like we thought Resident Evil 2 played in our heads when we were younger when we played this game. Ah, yeah. It's that. such a great game, such a great experience, and I feel like I want to see Capcom do more of this. I want to see how they do with 3, which is upcoming, of course. I want to see Codename Veronica. Just, just while we're talking about 3 here, I do feel the need to interject. I don't know if you saw this story. Um, it will not be as clear-cut of a uh, remake as uh, 2 was. They have stated they are heavily changing the way the story works in 3, because for those who aren't aware, uh, Resident Evil 3, like the mainline 3, wasn't originally designed as 3. Code Veronica was being designed as 3, and then due to the fact that the PS2 released uh, that year, they needed a game to release uh, for PS2 that was, you, you know launching with it so they decided to hold veronica back and then the resident evil 3 we have now as the original um was instead released on ps1 as code like code line 3 so that is uh being changed here because the resident evil 3 that's the mainline entry uh is very is a very short game but it has a lot of replayability now they're still aiming for it to have a lot of replayability here uh, but they are definitely changing the way certain characters intersect um, yeah. and interact as just, you know, just a point I felt like we needed to make. That's a good point and a good thing to add to it because the, the original version of 3 was only like three, four hours? Yeah. They're, they, yes, yes, it was. And they, that's why they're changing the way this story works because this will probably be uh, about as long as RE2 Remake, or maybe even longer, just because, uh, for those who aren't aware, in Resident Evil 3, you are actually fully in the city, like, you are, you don't start in the, yeah, like, in the police station, like you do in 2, like, you're in Raccoon City, so. Yeah. So, is 3, 3 was, what, Nemesis? Yes. Yes. So but are it, they going to combine uh, Nemesis and Code Veronica and just make that into one game? No. No. Um, what they've done instead is they've made the story um, longer here because what you're getting with uh, Resident Evil 3 is, you know, Resident Evil 3, the story, and then you're getting Project Resistance, which is a multiplayer mode, um, and I'm already dreading going for the platinum in three just because it has a multiplayer mode. Uh, so that'll be fun. Um, <laughs> um, but no, uh, code Veronica is the story of Claire finding her brother. Um, after, for those who aren't aware, Claire starts resident evil two looking for her brother and doesn't find him. So that's what code Veronica is. Um, but uh, that is not being included here. Now, I hope they remake it because, man, that game needs a remake. Um, yes. It does not control well, um, and I would love to play it again. Um, even though I really played like half an hour of it and was like, man, this is not good, so I'm done. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, essentially this is, as far as we know, because in the original uh, Resident Evil 3, 
you play as Jill Valentine for literally the entire game, except for like a half hour section, which I'm not going to spoil why you end up playing as a different character in that, in that section. But as far as we know, this is just Jill's story, unless they let you play as Carlos uh, as a separate campaign like Claire and Leon. I don't know if they're going to do that I think here. they said they were. I thought I read that. So I, I, I think, I could be wrong, but I think I, I, think I read that Carlos is going to be your secondary character to play as. Uh, you know, let us know if we're wrong, because I don't think that's been said, but, you know. All of that is all over my head, because I have played none of these games. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> what's, what's your number three game? My there, number Dev? three game is actually a game that's done on PlayStation, Katana Zero. Um, played it on the Switch, loved that game. It reminds me of, like... It's got that old school 80s synth vibe. It's not exactly an easy game. You're dealing with time travel and you got to move through a level. And if you die, you basically just reset and you have to keep playing through it until you can actually get to the next part of the the stage without getting killed. And everything is pretty much a one shot kill. You get hit, you're dead. Um, I had a lot of fun with this game. The storyline was was very interesting. Not what I expected at all. Um, and when you when you have a good storyline, a good soundtrack, and some good gameplay, it makes for an enjoyable experience for me. Um, so Katana Zero, if you get a chance to play it on PC or Switch or whatnot, and you like somewhat difficult games um, with that like 80s synth kind of vibe and, and like that 80s color scheme or whatnot, I would say definitely check it out. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, definitely. We'll be going back to that one for, you know, replays or whatnot, because there is actually a, a pretty good amount of replay in there. There's some stuff to unlock at the end, uh, additional characters, additional weapons, stuff like that. But it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad I picked it up. Uh, it is also on sale right now on Steam. Uh, here in Canada, it is like 11 15 uh, I believe that means it's about 9 or 10 bucks in the states or your regional equivalent uh i have been meaning to check this out i am unfortunately not going to be picking it up in the steam sale so i'll have to pick it up you know a little bit later i've picked up a couple games already on the steam sale so i should probably like hold my horses i'm picking anything else up but you know we'll we'll see what happens it's not an expensive game check it out not an expensive game at all i think it's only it only retails for like 20 bucks so i have this game i played this game actually on switch i didn't even realize it wasn't on ps4 yet it is a fantastic game. It's not coming to PS4. It's the same way as uh, my name is Pedro. Pedro. Uh, oh, it will. Pedro. It will not be coming to <laughs> PS4, as far as I'm aware. That sucks. I know because I want to platinum. My name is Pedro because it, you know, would be funny. Um, but I already know how that game ends. I will not spoil that though. But yeah, I think. It's crazy to think these these there are indie games that are not just not coming to PS4 no more. That's that's insane thing, and I guess that's why Shuhei's taking over the indie thing now. Yeah, but I mean, whose fault is that? The way they started treating indie developers. It, yeah, you're absolutely correct. Is it really yeah. their right. fault, or is that just you know the other teams making deals the same way Sony was making deals? I don't know if it's yeah, necessarily probably. I'll be more honest. It's probably them making deals. Anywho, are we going to go into my third game? No. Before no. we get sidetracked? We, we've canceled your third okay. game. <laughs> canceled. Oh. Canceled. Oh, 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 wow. Wow. Congrats, everybody. I've been canceled. Cancel culture alive and well on PlayStation experience. Oh, man. 
Uh, <laughs> What's your third game, Haley? Uh, my third game is The Outer Worlds. Uh, I I really loved uh, the way this story is done, and also Parve- Par- Parvati is best character. I love Parvati, uh, voiced by the lovely Ashley Birch. Um, she's just such an interesting character that you meet super early on. Um, I actually know somebody who just straight up was like, yeah, no, I killed her. And, uh, it made me mad. So, there's that. Um, you know, uh, she's just, like, she's so lovely. Um, it's... Honestly, it's hard to think beyond Pavardi because, uh, you know, gay. But, uh... Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I really love the way this this world is designed. Uh, It's designed as, like, a hellscape take on capitalism, which, I mean, we're kind of already there. But let's not go into that. Um... The the loading screens could be a little shorter on console, like, they're, like, upwards of 45 seconds to a minute on Pro, so that's not fun, but the environments are designed well, uh, the quests are always hilarious, um, I'm not going to spoil any particular quests, but there's one you can partake in very early on, where a character has killed themselves, and essentially... Uh, caught, became a criminal for damage to company property, the company property being themselves. Um, it's, it's very, it's very fun, very enjoyable. Um, I also believe it is on sale right now in many a sale. Yeah, free on Game Pass. Um, correct, there also there, but, but this is a PlayStation show, so we probably should not advertise for Game Pass. Game Pass Ultimate on PC? Oh, I, I I know I have it. Very 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 fun thing. My fifth choice for the Xbox game. <laughs> so, I have no say in this. I'm a man of the people. Uh, Give them what they want. Hey, I'm not even mad. Honestly, I just you know I was just being funny. I uh, no, I really enjoy this. It's my third game of the year. I have, I'm so happy you picked that game. I've played like 15 minutes of it. I, Thank I you. Want, I also also again, I need to reiterate. Um. I am friends with someone on the development team, so feel free to take my opinion with a grain of salt. Nice. That is true. So are we on, are we on two now, Delvin? Yeah, we're on two, what? and I'm glad because nobody picked my number two. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> my number two is Control. Yeah, see, that's in my honorable mention because I haven't played it yet. I have it. I just haven't gotten around hey, to uh, it. Hey, Delvin, you gonna be mad. Well, after I said, I don't give a damn what you picked. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be able to talk about it. <laughs> um, I like that it's much like my number one game. I like that out of all the games that come out this year, it's so different. It's so unique. Such a unique, weird story. Just just to interject, so I guess we know what your number one game is then. Oh, you definitely know what my number one game is. <laughs> without, without question, you know what my number one game is. But Control is one of those games that one, it's a beautiful looking game. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful looking. It's well acted out. The story's the story's confusing, but it's fun. It feels like you're playing an episode of Twin Peaks or something like that. That's what everybody or says. Or Twilight yeah. Zone. It's such a cool concept for a game, and I, and I feel like this is one of those games that should have got a lot more attention than it did. It's super cool, super unique, super fun for that matter. Is it's so much fun to play Control, which I think gets lost on a lot of games, which probably even gets lost on the next game, my, my number one, that um, 
Control, above all else, is a fun game to play. It's fun using the powers. It's fun shooting the guns at these ages. It's fun hearing the story and kind of even going forth and looking up the little tidbits of data that you can find in the history about this company. Nice. I am a worm throughout time. I don't even know what that means. I haven't gotten there. Uh, no, no, no. You do know what it means if you've played even five seconds of that because anytime there's enemies floating in the air, that's literally all they're saying is I am a worm throughout oh, time. Yeah, I haven't, yes. I have, I haven't done yeah. anything other than get my settings right for PC. That's about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, for, for I'm not going to say by title or anything because Dev's got to go first, but just 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 a heads up. This game is on my list, so I, if, if it's your number two, go ahead and say it. Yeah, say what you got to say about it. It is not okay. okay. Then go, Dev, you go, Dev. <laughs> All right, so yeah, my number two game. There should be no surprise. I mean, it's Destiny Two Shadowkeep. I mean, that game was baller. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, I, I, da, 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 da. I'm gonna call a hardball here. You cannot list this as your game of the year because Destiny 2 did not come out this I year. I didn't say Destiny 2 was my game of the year. I said Destiny 2 Shadowkeep is number two for me. Shadowkeep. The expansion. I, I, the Shadowkeep expansion. It's an expansion. I know. I'm just giving you, I'm just giving dev crap. We all know yes, this. I, I mean, it, the, the story in Shadowkeep was excellent. The additions they've made, the gameplay, the quality of life changes they made have all been a lot of fun a lot of things that we've been asking for pvp is a little bit more fun than it used to be um there's still some things that that, that make it difficult but i also love the fact that they keep coming out with content like we're on the next season right now another really great storyline with a very important character um that you have to go but same 14 though same 14 he's he's important we saved him he's 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 back (laughs) you know what i'm saying he's russian it's awesome um, just a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun with my clan. It's just I'm never gonna not like Destiny. It's always gonna be something that's gonna be fun for me. And they have an expansion. I'm definitely gonna play it. Um, they have had some low points in the game, but the fact that Bungie is like truly committed to the game and constantly listening to the to the community, whether or not people believe it or not, they're always listening, making changes, making adjustments to the game, trying to make it the best thing they can be. And I really appreciate the fact that they stick with it and just continue to iterate and improve and make the game better. Um, Shadowkeep and Season of the Undying and uh, Season of the Dawn right now have all been really fun. The storyline has been really good. And they're tying up loose ends. They're they're adding to the lore. Uh, the gameplay is always going to be great because it is a Bungie game, and Bungie games just have really good polish. Uh, so yeah, that's my number my number two for this year. Um, still playing it. Still going to be playing it. I love me some Destiny. Can I just say it was very intriguing to discover that the voice actor for Saint Fourteen is not actually Russian. He's German. Nope doing a russian accent so that was fun i'm not surprised by that, that at all. i feel like every actor in the world is british or canadian all of them that is true 90 <laughs> percent of the walking dead cast is, can- is british yeah. i remember the first time i heard it just alba actually talk i was like wait what oh yeah 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 oh yeah. and for re- for a reason i'm very glad you brought that up because delvin has become ins- incredibly uh, proficient with the gif of Idris Elba choking on a spicy chicken wing from Hot Ones. Yes. So that is, a fantastic yeah, that is his gif of choice. Yes. That one in the OJ Simpson gif where he, t- he just drives off in the golf cart. <laughs> it all the back makes me laugh. I was 
fuck <laughs> all right all right we're we're gonna leave oj simpson alone let's not go there it's the juice uh, man the juice. I like my life uh, let's let's move on to my number two game uh which happens to be star wars jedi fallen order uh you know i this was my first foray into star wars I really enjoyed it. Um, I was, as we've stated before, a huge fan of Cameron Monaghan, uh, who plays Cal Kestis on uh, Gotham. He did a fantastic job on that show. Um, so I was always going to follow him wherever he went next. Uh, and it happened to be this. Um, you know, uh, it made me go and watch the original trilogy. Uh, for Star Wars, which I enjoyed, and I have probably failed you all, and that I still haven't been able to, you know, find time to watch the prequels. That's not or... a failure. We don't want you to watch the prequels. Or I will say new, this: or the new trilogy, or Clone Wars, well, no. or Rebels. The new trilogy, I haven't Clone Wars and Rebels. You should watch, but you can leave those. I haven't. I haven't even started the Mandalorian else. yet. I will say I am... this: if you're gonna watch the prequels, watch one and three. Yeah, just skip two. two just skip two. Is uh, atrocious. Just skip two. Me said Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, no. He's not even that bad. Two is like <laughs> Congress the movie. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> like, uh, call um, in the Senate delegates. Uh, we okay, must okay. vote. Like, okay, Jesus okay. Let's Christ. let's let's not go off topic. Let me finish talking about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I I never actually got the chance to play Titanfall 2. I have it as via, you know, I had it. I had access to it via EA Access, but I grabbed it through PS Plus. So, uh, I plan to get to it, but I have not yet. But the wall running is done very well. The way you learn the Force abilities throughout Jedi Fallen Order is done very well. Um, the need to go back and re-explore areas once you gain a new power is astonishingly done well i will say that they need to redesign that map system because my god was that atrocious when trying to platinum that game um hi i'm speaking about zepho and dathomir yes very annoying planets 200 percent um also that map is trash um, by the way yeah yes it is trap trash is it? The, 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 is the, it? The, i hate it i had no problems with the, it the, the, the map system is uh, uh, the map system is clever, and I like that BD1 is the map. Um, I will say the 3D-ness of the map sucks. Does it? Please fix that. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I didn't like it. You, you know what else yeah, sucks? Good. How until you get it... Mm, okay, <laughs> calm down there, Mr. Dark Souls. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say that the ability to grab a rope without an ability that you get later in the game is annoying and the window is very small and they had to literally release a patch to fix that and it was still bad until you get a specific ability um also hey the sliding down objects is very cool you know what's not cool when you actually land on the other side and then for some inexplicable reason no we decided you didn't land here and now you're gonna fall to your death um that, you that was number fun. two. <laughs> Yes, I, I mean those are all gameplay bugs. No, that the, don't the, those really... are all gameplay bugs. Like I really enjoyed this game, so and it made me get into Star Wars. So here we are. That's why it's my number two. Yes, good choice. All right, I didn't pick because I knew you were going to pick it. Your number two, Delphi. Well, yeah. Well, I I didn't play what your number one is. So 
Yeah, I'm on number one now. Oh, yeah, I, one? I went first. Okay, so. well, yeah, I'm on one. We all oh. we all should be on one. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you're number one. <laughs> Spoilers: It's Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> I love this game. I like that it's so unique in a field that's full of games that are common, mm-hmm. like even Gears. Gears Five is a great game, but it's Gears. Yeah. You know, Control's a great game, but it plays. Like those games play, mm-hmm. like the Alan Wake type games play. Death Stranding is so weird and unique about everything it does in terms of like, hey, you're this guy. Your name's Sam Bridges. You have to go make bridges. Like what? <laughs> there's a guy named Die Hardman, and it's such a unique, weird game that's just so Kojima and so weird. It makes it fun and unique. Right. We've said it. We've said it before, and I'll say it again. How does Kojima think names work? <laughs> he, he clearly doesn't. <laughs> My name probably would be Podcaster Man, or something like that. Delvin Podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But it's such a unique, fun game, and the story, even though it's convoluted, it's a really good story, and I I like. That it feels like a Metal Gear game in terms of the ridiculous characters mm-hmm. and the boss battles and stuff like that feeling unique and stuff. I think a lot of people's complaints about it was that the further you get in the game, the more it feels like a Metal Gear game. And people are like, ah, I kind of want to go back to what it was before. But I love that aspect of the game that it turns into almost a completely different experience in terms of like how you play it and how you go about things. It's such a cool take on the game. It's so unique and so fun with everything they add to it. I love the game. It's great. Yeah. It was an excellent game. I, I thoroughly have enjoyed what I've played in it. It's weird. It's Kojima. It's different. It's awesome. I really enjoy it. Yes. Very good acting in the game, too, Oh, yeah, by the absolutely. Way. Even though Norma Reedus only says, like, five words. <laughs> I mean... When all you need is five words, all you need is five words. Yeah, that is true. Yep. So I guess what's your number one, Dev? My number one game of the game of the year was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I absolutely love this game. I didn't have any issues with you know bugs or traversal or any of that nonsense. The only thing that I had a problem with was just trying to get the, some of the settings right for the PC copy. Um, but man, I love this game. It felt like Star Wars. It it just helped me, you know, the hype around Star Wars. You got the the new movie, you got Mandalorian, everything. It just it just tied everything together. So it was just like the perfect timing for me for me to really enjoy this game with everything being with everything Star Wars being out in the world right now. Um I love the combat, uh the Dark Souls-ish kind of take on it where it's a little bit more difficult where you had to really think about what you were doing. You couldn't just run in blindly otherwise you would definitely get murked. Um, so I love the combat. I love once you start to get the powers and you start to feel like a badass where you, you're you know throwing people around the room with force powers, pulling them in and stabbing them with a lightsaber, reflecting blaster bolts. Um, it just, it felt, it felt like I was a Jedi and I really, really liked that. Um, I love the force powers, the way you get them. Um, I love unlocking everything. I love the the leveling up. I personally love the Metroidvania type games, so, so the backtracking, the going through a level and seeing an area that you cannot get to, but you know that at some point you're going to get an ability that allows you to access that. 
I love that type of gameplay. It makes the world feel, for me, a little bit more, you know, deep. It makes me feel a little bit more immersed in it because then I have to remember, oh, yeah, I got to go back there. It's just like all the winding of all the threads. So it's like, oh, I got this power. I wonder if that allows me to get to this place now. So I really enjoy that aspect of it. I love backtracking in games to to places where I couldn't previously access. Uh, So that was fun. The storyline was actually incredible. Um, some, some surprises that I did not see coming. Uh, I just really loved it. The visuals were really, really awesome. Again, it looked and felt and played like Star Wars. And that is great. And also it goes to show you like this year has done a lot that single player story-based games are good and should be done more. Everything doesn't need to be about a Royale. You can create really good, fun single-player, story-based games that people will buy and people will play. Uh, so Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order definitely takes my crown. I love it. Um, I'd like to see more of that. Give me, give me more games like that, please. And Hudson is making his appearance. <laughs> Hello to the Great fifth choice. chair. What's up, Hudson? What do you want, Hudson? What do you need? You trying to play your tablet and you can't? No, I'm trying to play Angry Birds. Okay, go pee pee first. You should go play Jedi Fallen Order, Hudson. He should. Stop playing Angry Birds. He wants to play Angry Birds <laughs> on his tablet, you know. You gotta do what you gotta do, you know. When you, when you got a game, you got a game. It is what it is. Yeah, huh? apparently. <laughs> uh, so... F- for it's my turn now yes, it is. for my number Go one. Go for it. And uh, Control is my number one game of the year. Um, I have loved every game that Remedy has made. Uh, huge fan of Alan Wake. Really enjoyed Quantum Break. Uh, the game did not perform well for Quantum Break, but uh, you know, uh, I can't show you because I'm on a laptop, and this is also not a video show. But I literally have a Quantum Break poster on my wall. Um, (laughs) it is, uh, very good to see Remedy bring out a game that not only, uh, received awards in, you know, a year of great games, not, you know, it's not a packed year for games. Uh, It's been very slow, but in a game with great games, uh, so many to choose from, honestly. For Remedy's game to actually receive an award, uh, the level design is done really well. Uh, the way the oldest house changes and moves depending on where you are, what's happening in the game as you go through it, uh, the fact that it ties some of their older games to this world. Uh, this is not a spoiler uh, because they have released their DLC plans, but this game ties Alan Wake to Control. And in fact, it's part of a DLC expansion that's coming out later next year. So very excited to see that. Um, you know, uh, I love the combat in this game. It is challenging, but it is fun. Um, they just released their expeditions mode, which I need to get back to at some point. It is very fun, <clears throat> but challenging. Um, and if you do it on the hardest difficulty, you can unlock a new outfit for control. Um, and then, you know, uh, the way you design and mod weapons is really cool. Like, you get one that's a pistol, one that's like an SMG, one that's a shotgun, 
one that's a rocket launcher, and one that's a mix between a sniper rifle and a rocket launcher. They're very fun weapons to decide what you want to combo with. Um, the way that you can just obliterate things with your hands or, like, levitate. It's very, very fun and interesting to see the way that levels are designed depending on powers. It's not a Metroidvania, per se, because you can get to pretty much anywhere without uh, the ability to levitate. There are optional areas that do require specific powers, um, but other than that, you know, um, the way the outfits are unlocked throughout this game, like, uh, for anybody who caught me streaming a while ago, the outfit I was wearing, the asynchronous outfit, is absolutely my favorite outfit in the game, and to get it requires you to do a very fun side mission, um, which I'm not going to spoil, but that outfit is literally one of the best quests I have done uh, this year for a game, and I'm very excited to see where the DLC goes, and a potential sequel, maybe, because... Uh, Remedy has said this game has performed better than their expectations, which is the first for a Remedy game. So, excellent. I definitely am excited to play that one. I've been, I was waiting for a sale for it for a while and finally was able to get it at a decent price. Um, but it was one that I knew I really wanted to play. I just haven't got a chance to, to play it, but uh, I'm super oh, excited. Oh, one, one, one more thing. One more thing. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the Ashtray Maze is absolutely one of my favorite areas in this game. Yeah. So. I've heard nothing. Every Anytime I, I've, I've mentioned Control or heard of Control, they always bring up Ashtray Maze. So I'm excited. I can't wait to really have time to dedicate to like sit down and really play through that game. Um, so hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'll be able to really dive in and then and get through that game because it I from the moment that I saw it, when it was announced, I knew it was a game that I wanted to play. So I I'm excited and I can't wait. So our number ones are Death Stranding is mine. Mm-hmm. Dev is um Jedi Fallen Order mm-hmm. and Haley's Control. Those are three solid games to pick up. So if anybody don't have any of these games, I suggest you go out there and they're all on sale right now. Yeah, they're all on sale. (laughs) So I highly recommend you pick up at least one of these type of games, especially listen to us talk about the things about these games that we like. So maybe you heard something that you like. Also, send us your game of the years. Like hit us up on Twitter or to Discord or whatever. You go ahead. No, literally, I was just going to say, or the Discord. Um, you know, we've had some people in the Discord upset that our area is no longer the Overwatch area, but I'm very happy about that. So <laughs> it's the Rick yeah. James channel appreciation. That's right. Rick James appreciation. Let's go. <laughs> that that was funny. That was funny to see them go like this. This channel has devolved so much and you were literally like devolved. I think it got better. <laughs> this has been improved tenfold. <laughs> Tenfold. Yeah, let us know your 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 games of the year. Um, hit us up on Twitter, jump in our Discord, but let us know like what are you guys playing? What did you guys really enjoy this year? Also, there's no wrong answers unless I tell you it's a wrong answer. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we we get to talk now about what we want to see in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, what do we want to see from Sony? In 2020, PlayStation specifically, what do you want in 2020? What do you What are you looking forward to in 2020, Haley? 
Uh, yeah, that PS5 better have a 4K Blu-ray player in it. That's all I gotta say. Really, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I would love for it to have a 4K Blu-ray player in it, but it's not like a mandatory step because I kind of just buy the 4K Blu-rays and then get the 4K digital copy on YouTube anyways. So, you know, uh, because I'm lazy and don't like changing discs, digital all the way. Um, no, um, I want to see them announce more exclusives for PS5. Uh, you know, obviously they will. Right now we only have Godfall announced. Um, and that's like launching with the console. Um, other than that, um, you know, very interested to see the new controller design that that's been teased. I don't know if we saw that patent for a DualShock 4 type. Con it's not the 5 because they haven't officially announced the DualShock 5. They've got a patent for it, but it's not, like, officially announced. There's another one that's out there that's, like, does something different. So, we're kind of all, I'm assuming, guessing that's going to be, like, Sony's, uh, you know, Elite-type controller. Mm -hmm. Based on the fact that they're releasing that uh, back button thing that looks monstrous in January. Um, you know, uh, I want to see the box and, you know... Uh, it not have a giant V-shaped heating area in the middle of the console <laughs> because I know it won't. I'm just making this joke because everyone's so terrified of it looking like that. Um, you know, I want to see them release custom skins like Xbox has said they're going to do because, you know, it, it'd be cool. Um, no, really, I just I want them to still do what they did this generation, which is just focus on the games. The entertainment area uh, on the console itself, uh, you know, that'd be a cool thing as well. So nice. Oh, oh, also, Sony, where that Crave app in Canada, huh? Where it at? Bring it. <laughs> I need it. I need it. I'm very tired of having to turn my Xbox on to watch John Oliver. Uh, John Oliver. All right. What about you, Dove? What are you looking for in 2020 from Sony? I'm gonna give two things. One. A reasonable price for P PS5. Mm, that's a good call out. Yeah, that's something I'm hoping they kind of take heed to. I want to say $4.99 at most. Yeah. $3.99 is the best case scenario. But on another interesting thing, I want to see more of these A games. Like um, one of the companies that do A, that, it kind of just came along this generation. Focus Home. You guys ever heard of Focus Home Company? No. Yes. Yes, I have. Um, they... Uh, they made a Plague's Tale Innocent. Okay. They uh, totally. made uh, yes, The Surge 1 and 2. Yeah, they also did um, Bound by Flame. Yes. Yeah. I like that we've gotten a lot of A games this generation. In, yeah. In a time where we wasn't getting them. These kind of budget games that are pretty cool, they're not necessarily AAA they're not necessarily indie, and I like seeing other companies try different things with video games in terms of like making these games that not everybody kind of looks for, but they're cool to play. Like um, they made a game called Cthulhu, called the Wild, I think it's called something like that. Or did did they also have a hand in Black Sad? No, they they didn't make that one. Okay, <laughs> I I don't listen to games they made. They made um a Plague's Tale, The Surge One and Two, Vampire. Greedfall, Call of Cthulhu. Okay, hold on. You're, you, there's a difference here between Vampire. They did not make Vampire. That was Dawn They, they, yeah, they published, published Vampire. 
Yeah, but I like the fact that you have a yes. company doing these type of games, and I want to see Sony kind of embrace it more because it's fun to play AAA games, these big, big games and things like that. But it's also cool to play the little games that are not necessarily AAA games, but it's just fun that we used to get a lot of in the PS2 era. Yeah, they were all made by Acclaim. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And once acclaimed, guy, that kind of died out. Yep. And I'm glad that it's coming back now. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I just thought of one more thing. Yo, Sony. Yo, Sony, I got a cool idea for you. It's called Remaster the Resistance Trilogy and also bring a port of Sunset Overdrive. I think one or two of those is happening. I, I think both of those are probably going to happen. And on that day, you will hear me scream. So keep an eye out for that. Scream heard round the world. <laughs> yes. Hmm. So we we've got more of the single or double A titles. Yes. Um, we've got a reasonable price point. We've got the Crave app. <laughs> um. What I'm looking forward to from Sony in 2020 is just to kind of keep the focus they have, you know, on the games. Um to bring a little bit more of that spotlight back on the indies, um just to keep to to reinvigorate that scene for Sony. Um I also want them to somehow figure out what the heck they're going to do with PlayStation now to make it viable. And what I really really more than anything want to see from Sony is better marketing. Stop pushing games out to die. Stop hyping games up for a minute, and then all of a sudden, when they're about to be released, just kind of let them fall by the wayside. I'd like to see them have a better marketing push for all of their games, honestly. Like, stop letting things just, you know, fall by the wayside. I'd like to see them continue. Let's like, if you're going to push a game, push it all the way through launch instead of pushing it a yeah, little bit in the beginning yeah, we, and then forgetting about it. We don't want to see them pull another Concrete Genie. Hey, guys, here's this game. All right, we're going to announce another game or drop another game right here. And then, you know, y'all can fight it out. Whoever wins survives. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I think the, the power of the PlayStation 5 is going to be on par with whatever Xbox does. Um, Nintendo is going to do its own thing. So I don't think it's going to be so much of a huge disparity between, you know, the major players in terms of power. I think it's really just going to, you know, once again, you know, fall to the games. Sony has a stable of exclusives. They just need to really be diligent about making sure they market them correctly, um, that we know that they're coming, and to not have so much of a lapse in communication. They've done a lot better. They're, you know, their little, oh my God, their little blurbs that they have their little direct like things and you just continue doing that they need to bring back psx damn it i feel like if you're going to launch a console having a psx either before or around the same time i think would be you know excellent so if you launch the system in november and then you have psx the first week of december like you like they have been i think that would be the perfect time it'd be plenty of hype i think it would be a great return to have uh that that the playstation experience that would be awesome so looking forward to the possible return of that but i really just want to have i just really want sony to have that that same focus they had when they were launched ps4 i agree also put shuhei yushida back in the forefront man yeah we need to hear more his face is missed yeah absolutely yeah he is missed 
Hey, I mean, like, he straight up just, like, tweets nonstop. How much more in the forefront do you... No, I'm kidding. Yeah, bring him back to conferences, please. Yes. Yeah. Also, bring back your press conference at E3. That's the thing. Please do that. E3 felt very dead without them this year. Yes. Big time. I think they will. I think they just didn't have a whole lot to say. And even though they they, they didn't, they still had their little... They had their announcements or whatnot during E3. I'm I'm... I'm really weird about E3. I feel like it's it's unnecessary at this point because of the fact that you can just do your own thing and have a press conference or release just a direct. Um, E3 is just weird. I, I'm excited to see what E3 is this year just because of the fact that we're going to have new consoles. So it'll be interesting to see what everybody does if Sony decides to actually be at E3 or if they decide to do their own thing. Some yeah, Microsoft see, has done that. See, the reason I love E3 so much is that because I can book it as time off and then just get paid to sit at home and watch press conferences all weekend. <laughs> which is a very fun time. Yeah. Whereas if they're just releasing directs here and there, I can't predict those and thus can't book time off to get paid to watch them. Well, they let you know and well enough so, in advance. Uh, no, I have to book three weeks in advance. So if they give me one week notice, I can't book that day you call off. Out, you call so. out sick. <laughs> then I don't get paid for it. Canada sucks. And all, all, also, then I get in trouble for calling out. Yeah, that is the thing. Ah, uh, fun times. <laughs> so yeah, E3 should be interesting this year. Very interesting. Alright, so that pretty much wraps up our discussion on what we want to see for 2020, our top fives. Um, we did ask a question out there last week and we did get a response from uh none other than mr mike fowler 93 um we asked you know what long dormant playstation franchise would you guys want to see return for ps5 he said he'd like to see the return of the soul reaver legacy of kane and for a playstation exclusive jack and daxter while that probably will not happen that would be awesome um, he also said, you know, just to really make Haley mad, that he'd want, rather see an infamous with Fetch, which I agree with. Fetch was awesome. And that, uh, you know, Cole is gone because Jesus took the wheel. Deuces, yeah, Cole. See, and, the, see, see, and then you kind of casually <laughs> left out the fact where I acknowledge that I also know another Cole game is not going to happen because it's the Assassin's Creed problem where... Everyone keeps getting upset that we have one assassin for one game, and then, hey, here's the next one. Uh, but, you know, because after Ezio, they got mad at Connor because, oh, he's whiny. And I'm like, did y'all forget that Ezio was whiny in number two? Or are we just going to casually leave that out and then get upset that, hey, we haven't had as much time to develop this character yet because this is his first outing? Of course. But no, he's too whiny. All right, we'll make a new character for the next game. See you later, Connor. You know, you were a cool character, and, you know, the, the tree running was cool. No, nah, you don't like that? Okay, here's a pirate. Well, I mean, not that Black... I mean... Black Flag was a very good game. No I'm not dissing Black Flag. Back to Connor, though. That was kind of wrapped up. Mm, there was, though. Yeah. There literally was. Yeah. Move along. We're not, we're not going to go into this. We're not going to go into this. But again, it's the Ooh. Assassin's Creed problem, right? Like, if they make a new Infamous, it'll probably be with new characters in a new city. Um, and, you know, that's fun, too. I just want another Infamous game. It's ma mainly my main concern. Yeah. So. I, too, would like another Infamous game. I'm going to say something that I think will be interesting. Infamous Miami. No. 
Yes. Mm. I think that would be super cool and super interesting. In a city like my... Okay, you just mean the city. I thought you meant like infamous Miami as in like the crime problem in Miami. No, no, no. Not not the the meth heads. You know, that could be a fun side story in the game. But do the infamous game like they did New Orleans, but do one in Miami with the bright lights of the city. So just bring Fetch to Miami, basically. Well, Fetch (laughs) already had her own game and her story is wrapped up. So bring her back. Let Let her be the mentor for whoever's in Miami. Mm, that's yes. fine. That's fine. Here's here's another thing though. Um, because if you remember, uh, Infamous One was in Empire City, and then you know Infamous Two was New Marais, and then in uh, Second Son, they were just like, you know what, screw it, we're in Seattle. Yeah. So yes. would w- w- would they actually be in Miami, or would it be like a made up name for Miami? If, if like, it is Miami, Miami has a lot of cultural cool places that they can do. Like, I will. They can go to South Beach. <laughs> And you know, have the, like the near the water and thing like okay, that. Okay, but you're dodging the, the question. You you're dodging the question. Are they going to name it Miami, or are they going to name it like Empire, like the way they named the first two cities? I would think it'd be named Miami if I would take a guess. Okay. If they're going because it was very, route, it man. was very weird to see them go. Hey, here's Empire City. Here's New Beret. Screw it. We're in Seattle. <laughs> And they have actual monuments of Seattle. That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, if they're gonna do that, I would think they would actually just do like an actual city. I think they're over the the uh, fake name stuff. So yeah. I would imagine if they do, I would, I would like to see one, they would actually have the name of whatever city that they actually decide to put it in. Yeah, I would like to see a cool version of Infamous in Miami. I think that'd be really cool to see with all the sites of Miami and all the things that Miami has to offer in terms of. Hey, and, and and then you then you give the character water powers because they're on the coast. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like let that that their default power be water. Uh, no, let's not actually. Actually, you know, if they're gonna bring care, fetch back, bring Delson back too because the ability to have more than one power was actually really fun. So I was gonna say Delson should probably be the bad guy. Mm. No, because the good ending to Infamous Second Son is canon, so definitely not. All of these canon no, good no. endings, this is nonsense. We need some more evil in the world. Come on. Just like... Just <laughs> Y'all like had your it. chance. Let the good people shine. No, just like Cole is dead in the canon good ending, Delson can live and be the bad guy. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. You, you either you know die a hero or live long enough to be the bad guy, right? That yeah. literally needs to be scrubbed from film history because it's the worst line in existence. And I'm a fan of the Nolan Batman movies, but that is literally awful. That's a great. That's that's great. <laughs> that's a great that's line. A great line. It's not better than. People use it in the people use it in the wrong way though. Eh. Like you're using it now. That's not what that sentence means. Eh. Like it's it's it needs to be scrubbed. It's like it's like Godfather needs to be banned from cable television. What? That line needs to be scrubbed from literal film history because it is used in the wrong context all the time. Use it however you want to use it. Yeah. I'm Gotham Spreckling. <laughs> Bane does oh. an Adam Sandler impression. <laughs> Ding. All right, Fire brothers. rises. <laughs> what a you really voice. adopted the darkness. I was born in it. What a dumb voice. <laughs> Thank God. Hey, hey, so for those who aren't aware, there's a there's a video series out there on YouTube done by CinemaSins, who I absolutely love, and literally they made fun of the voice and was like, Bane does an Adam Sandler impression. <laughs> wow. I just find it hilarious because if you watch, if you, 
any other version of Bane that you like see on the cartoon show or the video game sounds like he's Latin and has this mm-hmm. deep, fearsome voice. And this guy kind of sounds like Adam Sandler or on Helium or something like that. Like, what is going on? Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. I, I can't call it. That was all bad. Yeah. All bad. But anyways, you heard what we want to hear from or we want to see from Sony in 2020. So my question for you guys, hit us up on the Twitters or in Discord. What are you guys looking forward to from Sony in 2020? What do you want to see? Let us know so we can keep the conversation going. And with that, that's going to do it for episode 11. Happy New Year. Uh, 12. 12 11, 11 was 13, last week. I don't know. It's, it's still early. I'm still waking up. I need more coffee. But yeah, that'll do it for us. Uh, Happy New Year. Hopefully 2020 brings you all the things you're looking for. And 2019 is just a memory. So uh, with that, where can the people find you, Delvin? What are you working on? Anything? Any new podcast you created right now? <laughs> you can find me in the trap. It's going down. <laughs> wow, sir. Wow. Uh, Wu-Tang is for the children. <laughs> I appreciate you because you make me feel not so old. Oh, man. <laughs> Wow, as opposed to me, who makes you feel old. Yes, <laughs> yes that is very true. <laughs> Devil underscore Cosmo Twitter. Probably quoting rap songs like I just did. <laughs> oh, man. Or posting obscene gifts. That too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And where can the people find you, Haley? Uh, at Shepard Zarell on Twitter. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Haley Zarell. Uh, just putting this out there right now. January 2nd, we start The Last of Us Remastered. I apologize for the lack of streams, but I'm setting that date right now. January 2nd, we start The Last of Us Remastered on Grounded. So tomorrow, um, when this releases. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. Tomorrow. But, again, we're recording this now. So, technically, tomorrow, uh, probably around 5 in the afternoon, we're going to... 5 Eastern, I should put that out. We're going to start The Last of Us Remastered. Um, we're going to finish it. Um, you're going to finish the whole thing you know, in one day? N- no, I no, God no, no. I would tear my eyes out trying to finish The Last of Us on Grounded in one sitting. I'm pretty sure it will require about four of them because I will probably end up punching a hole through my wall uh, trying to beat it. But we gonna do it. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you can also add me on. PlayStation Network or Xbox Live at Haley's Rail. I do not have a Switch. Apologize. So you can't add me there. Um, and uh, other than that, please come join the Discord, hang out, and keep it Overwatch free. Give it its own channel. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. But um, yeah. yeah, you can find me at Dat Ninja Dev pretty much everywhere except PlayStation, where you got to be Dat Ninja Dev 2. Hit me up on the Twitters. Hit us up on Twitters at PlayStation XP. Send us questions. Uh, answer our questions. And then, uh, yeah, join us in our Discord. Uh, PSVG slash Discord. I don't know what the URL is. It's something. I'll figure it out and add it next time. But, yeah, come holler at us. Join us. Keep the conversation going. And with that, long live play. You guys can stop your recordings now.